Blog Talk Radio. You are now tuned into the best fatherhood radio show in the world. Furthering Fathering Radio Show. It's the Furthering Fathering Radio Show. The, the, the brothers are back in the building. Brother J in NYC and Brother L in the ATL. The, the, the Furthering Fathering Radio Show starts in five. Four, three, two, one. You ready? Let's get the conversation started. I emphasize that if anyone is listening to this as a replay or listening to it live, connect with further and fathering. You will be encouraged. You will be edified. The 20, 30 minutes that we're on the radio chopping it up is nothing compared to the energy and the strength you will receive from men who love you just because you're a man. And then as they get to know you, they speak life to you, they challenge you, they affirm you, and they enable you to be powerful where you're needed, which is with your family. Brother Derek, you're saying hello. It's not only only, um, good for the child, but I think it's a mandate from God. Um, I think the heart of the Father belongs to men, and God has called us to be that for as many children as we can. So I'd only echo everything you said. I'm, I'm, I'm fully on board with that, and I think um, the call is for more men to embrace that truth so that we can begin to rebuild our community, our nation, one family at a time. Love and a sound mind. 
Bless this call as we talk to an incredible man who is about fatherhood. So I ask that you bless him and his fatherhood and all entities that he's attached to. We thank you in the matchless name of Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Christ, according to the Ruach HaKadosh, the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. Well, you know, I'm excited. We have Brother Matt Pressbury of the Father Black Fathers Foundation on the show. Uh, um, we're coming to the end of Black History Month, and it's important that we discuss the role that modern fathers play in carrying the hopes of the past into our plans for the future. To do so, there are things we have to do to connect, relate, remember, and plan. And and since we're in a modern time, social media has caused so many of us to connect. I know, uh, 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 unfortunately, we just buried somebody who was uh, a, a dear friend of mine, uh, Kyle, just a few weeks ago. But because in Lakeview, Long Island, where, where we are very, very close, we're able to reconnect with so many people I went to kindergarten with through social media. So we can't poo-poo the, 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 what social media can do. It's, it's a tool. It's what you do with the tool that, that matters. So let's use the avenues to connect so that we can do well together. Roads are paved so that we can drive and move around. Telephone lines are made so that we can call and talk to each other. Then email was made. But now you have social media where you can connect with people on a grand and, and wide scale. So I'm gonna, without further ado, this brother, this brother, we, we, we kind of been walking in the same lane for years. Um, uh, as a matter of fact, um, uh, Black Fathers, the, 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 the group on Facebook, I don't know how many thousands are on there right now, but I, I was on from, from very early, and I, to, to see it grow, um, uh, uh, we, further and farther we like to talk about a safe place, and uh, Black Fathers uh, Facebook group is a safe place where dads can express themselves, where there's no nonsense allowed to fly uh, uh, willy-nilly, but a lot of encouragement happens. So I'm going to bring to you uh, our brother, Brother Matt Pressbury. How you doing, Brother Matt? Peace, good brother. I'm doing well. I'm blessed and happy to be here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, so can you hear me okay? It start- yeah, I can hear you great. I can hear you great. I can hear okay. you great. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, 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 brother Lamont can't be on tonight. Uh, as he's working with, we were talking about Kenny Braswell early. He's working with Kenny right, right now uh, on the uh, Black Dads Count uh, campaign dealing with the census. There's going to be a show on at 8 regarding that um, on okay. the Black Dads Count. Yes. Uh, um, and, you know, the importance of us as fathers uh, being part of the census and making sure all of the members of our families are, are part of the census so that. The the the, requi- the, the, the 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 when monies are the doled out when opportunities are given that we're not overlooked. So um, absolutely, 
so so that that's what's going on. Uh, and and normally Lamont and I would be here interviewing you, but it's just going to be me tonight. But um, gosh, uh, uh, bro- brother Matt, brother Matt, you're down in Bmore, correct? About down in Baltimore, yes. right? And, yes, sir. And, uh, and you're you're starting to you're gaining a national reach because of the Facebook, and it's grown into a foundation. Can you tell us about even the formation from the uh, from the, what caused you to form the Black Fathers Facebook group, and and as it's grown, how has it grown into the foundation? So uh, the beginning was December. 28th, 2008, <laughs> and I remember it wow. like it was yesterday. No, <laughs> no, I only really know that because Facebook uh, reminded me. I actually, for, for years, I was saying I started in 2009, and then Facebook put this thing up. It was like when I became a member or when the group started or whatever. So it was actually a couple of days before 2009. But anyway, so we're now 11 years old. Um, the real, the beginning was... After I had been working with fathers and doing different things and inviting fathers to events, so there were formal things and informal things where we would get together. Um, And when I got on Facebook, I was still doing a lot of the just informal invites and bringing fathers together because for me, I've always wanted, and especially when I divorced uh, from my first wife, I wanted to find ways to bring fathers together and really create this uh, brotherhood and this, you know, this camaraderie among us as men, among us as fathers, many of whom are going through the same things, but just didn't have the outlets through which we could really express the things we were going through. So um, in dealing with that and understanding that when the opportunity arose, I had only been on Facebook for a short minute before I realized about um I came to find out about groups. And so yeah. it was it was to me it was like a no brainer. I've been doing this in the physical bringing fathers together and having events, just having family fun days or um I had an uh, organization at the school I worked in. I've been at Head Start in the in the mail initiative and all of that. So once I got the opportunity to create this virtual platform, I ran with it. And one of the most important um, most important things that spurred me to make it what it is is really I looked around and I saw two things. Number one, I looked in uh, media outlets like like parents magazines and things online that said parents, but fathers were nowhere in there. So I right. was like, man, some, something's got to give. You saying parents, but you're only showing mothers and fathers of parents too. So, you know, exactly. just like you said, they, 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 they have this initiative right now talking about dad's count. And that's really what I was saying back then. You know, we really count. So and yeah. then I took it, I, I made it more acute. And um, as far as making it black fathers, because it was just obvious that even when we are shown in in different mediums and things like that, usually it's in a negative light. So I right. knew that there were I knew that there were hundreds and thousands of fathers just like me who were taking care of their kids, who were doing everything they needed to do, who loved them, who were dedicated to them. But when you bring up to somebody you say something about a black man who was a father, immediately 
the thought is like, oh, he's just a playboy running around. He's not taking care of his kids, so on and so forth. We all think of the term deadbeat and yada, yada. So I said, if we can have this much energy and this much space to share all of this negative stuff, then there's no reason we can't have just as much space to share all the positive. And that was really what creating the group was about. It was about a a combination of things that highlighting fathers that I knew were in their children's lives, who were involved, who were doing positive things. I wanted them to be seen by the masses. And I also wanted to create this space where we could come together and surround each other with positivity, encouragement, support, and all of that good stuff. Well, that that's that that's in perfect alignment with how we operated further and fathering, because um, the the five, the five core principles we were given honor, encouragement, accountability, reconciliation, training are all positive. Um, yes, it, sir. It's so easy um, up here in New York. I, I you know I'm, a, I'm I'm very observant. I'm, I'm uh, you know I. I I'm talkative now, but when I was younger, I was so quiet, and and that's why people laugh uh, to to hear me talk now. Um, But very observant. So I would sit on the train, uh, especially early in the morning. If you get on early in the morning, everybody knows everybody. There's a lot of space, um, and and people are comfortable enough to go to sleep, right? When When you get closer to rush hour, all of a sudden you start hearing anger and arguments and things, uh, and things get tighter and tighter and tighter. You, you, you hear people cussing each other out, people angry, people less trustworthy uh, or less mm-hmm. trusting. Um, everybody is, even though there are more people there, there is less community. And um, it's the same thing we're talking about where, where, where fatherhood is concerned. Um there's a there was a lot of talk, a negative uh-huh. talk about father yeah. about fatherhood, and even to the degree that the space that they call family court, I call it family mm-hmm. court, <laughs> family <Yeah>. court. You <laughs> know, <laughs> yeah. um, um, there is a whole paradigm now, systems set up to make an already difficult job of fatherhood even more difficult. Yes. <laughs> so, and then uh, uh, the the expectations and the negativity is really promoted. If, if you, you know on social media you put something where, where you put your your, uh, your opinion and the opinion's a, a, a little negative, you may get more likes for that than when you put something extremely oh, positive. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, trust me, trust me, I know all about it. So let me just say, first to that point, I definitely understand what you're talking about because I have pushed back, and you may have seen within the group, I have pushed yes. back against this, especially especially in the beginning because people love that uh, salacious kind of stuff, I guess you could say, and all of that, yes. a lot of the negativity and all of that, that gets hundreds of likes and hundreds of comments and all of that. And now as a group, specifically talking about black fathers as a group, people are coming around. You'll see, like, people when they share that they had a child just born or it's a child's birthday or older child, whatever, whatever, you'll see a lot more likes. And there's hundreds of likes now. And, like, you know, I just got a few hundred on 
some stuff I shared about us in the media and being on Good Morning America and stuff like that. But early on, and even sometimes now still, it's hitting this. But, you know, that negative stuff is guaranteed to get all of the attention. And what I have to remind people of is that the way that Facebook works, we know that the stuff that people are clicking on and paying attention to, that's the stuff that's going to show up all the time. So people want to say, like, oh, oh, this group is all about child support, or this group is all about this. And I'm like, no, this group is whatever we make it. But the way the algorithms work, if everybody is only paying attention to the child support stuff, then that's all anybody's ever going to see. So that's, that's how it is. That's how it, it is. is. That is exactly how it is. Now, now, and then, now shifting. Go, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, I just wanted to jump back to the first part about the court. Like what, what yes. people don't, what some people, I will quantify that, what some people don't understand is that perceptions oftentimes shape realities, right? And you only yes. know what you know. So that is why I push so hard, even though we're in a private group and it's going to remain private. I need people to understand that I'm not opening it up to the world, but that's why I push so hard for media appearances and to let people understand because people can say whatever they want. And I know you'll never change everybody's minds, but there are people out here who only know one side of the story. So they, they, they could be you could be racist just simply because you're ignorant and you never knew that there was a such thing as a dedicated black father. It's possible if yeah. all you've been shown in the media is this one side and that's all you know. So it's not like you're just choosing to feel this way. But if you learn right. the information and you understand and you see us out here, some people come around and say, oh, you know what? They just like me. It ain't no different, right? So the the important thing about that, the important thing about that, that goes to just what you said about family court, right? So if you're going to court and a judge already has a preconceived notion about who you are as a black individual the second you walk up in there, then, of course, he's going to act a certain way towards you because he's already already thinking that you're deadbeat, you don't care, you this and that, because that's all he's used to. But the more we pump the images out there and show people that there's more than one side to this story, then when that man sees you, he's got to think a little differently because he understands that it's not just this one preconceived notion or he needs to relieve himself of that preconceived notion, actually, and just get to know you for who you really are instead of just assuming that you're this one way. Exactly, exactly. And and, and speaking of getting to know people for who they are, because you and I have a similar story because you, you talked about uh, having to, to uh, go through divorce and remarriage, which, which I have as well. And, um, mm-hmm. uh, um, you know, sometimes our fatherhood journey, our personal fatherhood journey causes us to recognize the need that others may have. Um, yes. Uh, at the end of... At, at the end of Psalm 27, it says, wait, I say in the Lord, wait up and be of good courage. It says, wait on the Lord. It, now, when I was in family court, I memorized the whole Psalm 27, and they gave me a, a lifetime um, motto that says, wait while waiting without the waste. It means wait uh, like a servant, like wait like a waiter while you're waiting on God, but do it without the weight of depression do it without the weight of sin, uh, do it without the weight of negativity, right? But uh, 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 what that caused, that, that's how furthering and fathering, uh, 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 part of the reason, because Lamont and I were both going through, through, 
two uh, through two different fatherhood issues, and our conversations. She said these conversations are blessing us. They'll bless. They'll bless anybody, and they can bless the world. And that's what's happening now with you. I know you have a, a specific fatherhood story, and, and we may have to. Like I said, the time before the show, the time flies. We only got ten minutes. Left. Uh, oh um, yeah. <laughs> so I'm not gonna oh, yeah, have to book you for next week if it's. Look, trust me, I can go. I don't know about other guests, but I can go. I can talk all night for real. So, you know, we can do so, a part so, two, part three. I can go. Oh, so, so next week we're going to do a part two then. Hey, hey, sound me up. Sound me up. So, so, so let's talk a little bit about you, you as a son and you as a father and how that impacts and you as an ex-husband and now a husband again, how all of those dynamics uh, cause you to want to do something and cause you to to to, to want to be a help to others who are going through what, you, what you've gone through or, or may or may not have gone through. Yes, sir, absolutely. So I'll, I'll start with the son because that's what I was first. And um, right. <laughs> so my my relationship with my father – uh, and I was just reflecting on this with a good friend of mine the other day. My relationship with my father for the first, I guess the first 12 years of my life was, um, we, were, we were definitely close. Um, my, my mom and my pop uh, divorced when I was pretty young still. I would say maybe around 10, I guess. And mm-hmm. I lived with, my, lived with my pops for a couple of years after that, and then I moved with my mom. So... My father has always been there and been in my life and everything, but when I moved with my mom, the relationship it became more more of a of a one sided kind of deal, and I don't want to <laughs> throw dirt on my on my father's name or nothing like that, but that's that's what it was. It was a little more one sided and I had to make efforts to make things happen, so we just became a little more distance at that point, right. but I tell everybody, my father's always been in my life, so it's not, I'm definitely not a person who is doing this because my father wasn't there, you know what I mean, and I want to do, right. a lot of people have, have that story, but that wasn't me, but I right. just want to give them, like, continuously, I do want to give them what what I didn't have at, thank you, babe, that's my daughter just coming up to <laughs> Oh, but um, I, I I look back and I think about like the things that my sons have now at twenty and nineteen, and fifteen, and my daughter at thirteen. The things mm-hmm. that I didn't have at those ages, you know what I'm saying? Like once yeah. once um I moved with my mother, like my father, we weren't there daily, like, and he wasn't there when I was applying to college and things like that. So those are things that, that kind of deal is like, doesn't necessarily motivate me to do these things. I'm already intrinsically motivated to do them, but I, I sit right. back and I think that I'm, I'm just so grateful that I am in my children's life at this point to be able to do those things with them and have those right. kind of talks and relationships. And right now we're at, we had a, an event. My daughter just got accepted into a um, private school, high school. So we're up here actually right now. Thank you. We're up here right now for an event that she's doing. So, um, but I, I, I did, in the time that I was very close with my father, I got the best thing really that I got and that, that translates into me 
into my parenting journey now, my fatherhood journey, is taking advantage of opportunities and creating those opportunities for yourself, exploring. Like, the, the, the best things I remember about times with my father was traveling we went to mexico city we went to toronto and we, we it was just driving we would take road trips and just wow. drive and going to toronto and things like that so just being exposed to all of these things um and and having those memories and that's the biggest thing i want to instill in my children is making memories you know what i mean all this yeah. stuff all the other yeah. stuff i don't i don't remember i don't remember a single thing my father bought me besides a movie ticket you know, we went to the movies plenty of times. That's the only thing right. I ever remember my father buying me. Other than that, I remember the experiences. So that's what I just I do for my children. I try to make sure that we make memories and stuff that they'll never forget. Wow, wow. So we we, we definitely have to book you for because we're down to almost five six minutes left. Uh, Already oh, <laughs> for, for next week. Oh, right. That's right. Oh, it goes fast. <laughs> wow. Oh, uh, wow. yeah. Um. Um, so I know there's some things coming up with uh, the foundation. Uh, I know we yes. talked about happy hours. There's one coming up um, on the 29th, right? Um, 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 no, so that is actually our game night on the 29th of this month. So actually that's this yes. week, this Saturday. Um, yes. It's a game night in Baltimore, and it's at a place called Spaces. Um, on Austin Street. So if anybody's listening in the Baltimore area, down by the Horseshoe Casino, and it starts at 6. And this is an opportunity for fathers and father figures, uncles, grandfathers, whomever, to to come and hang out with the young folks. We are providing some games, and you can bring your own games. We're also providing light fare for, um, for, for everybody who comes out. So it's just an opportunity to really get together and have fun. We've partnered with an organization, a local organization in Baltimore called Dad United Organization. So just, you know, back to what you were saying, it's, it's really all about partnerships, relationships, because we just, we just so much stronger together, right? So yeah. it, just, it only makes sense. It only makes sense. So, so, so I, I, I'm going to tell you ahead of time, look for – Further and farther, and black fathers to do some things together is is going oh, to happen. Absolutely, <laughs> yes, sir. Absolutely, because we we are coming both to Atlanta. We don't have dates yet, but we're coming to Atlanta and to New York. So we'll, yes. we'll be able to we'll be able to link Connect. up a um, yes. couple of times for sure, no doubt about it. Yes. Um, but yeah, we also have speaking of the happy hours, we have one that is March twentieth. In uh, D.C. It's in yes. D.C. It's at a spot. It's one of the milk and honey locations, um, black-owned establishment. So when we when we go out, like when we when we do our happy hours and such, we intentionally utilize black-owned locations. Yes. So yes. milk milk and honey is a fantastic one, and I was I was telling you earlier there's a, there's one um, in College Park, Georgia that we're going to do yeah. one of the happy hours at. So, yeah, it's it's, it's all about and, and, and supporting brief, our own, for real. And briefly, can you t- tell them what the happy hour is like? Well, because we have like three minutes left. What's a happy oh, hour like? Oh, for sure. So we, we we come out and it's really what the name implies. We we hit a, um, not, not hit, like we just sporadically just hit up a restaurant, but we go to um, black-owned location, restaurant and bar. So, 
is is drinks, is food, is definitely always great food. But the the biggest part really is the networking and exposing everybody to not only what we're doing through Black Fathers Foundation, but also what organizations are doing. So whenever we go into a city, we partner with local fatherhood organizations in that city to put the happy hour together so everybody can be exposed to what is already in that area as well as learning yeah. about what we're doing through Black Fathers Foundation. And the first one that we did, it even went beyond um, fatherhood organizations. We really allowed everybody who was there who ran any type of business whatsoever, who did anything for the community or anything like that to have a chance to speak and promote their business. So, again, that's what it's really about. It's about that support and creating that network to, to help each other. Yeah, oh, that's powerful. That's powerful. Well, we're down to yes, almost sir. a minute left, so I'm I'm going to pray us out. But I'm I will, we, let I'm letting you know that there will be a a Black Fathers Foundation further and further in part two next week. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I am. <laughs> so, uh, Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for unity and solidarity, uh, based in fidelity. Um, you know. Uh, uh, there's the word confidence, which means with fidelity, um, and fidelity is with faithfulness and loyalty and support for one another. It's the, it's the prerequisite for unity. You can't have unity without fidelity. So, Lord, I pray that you give us fidelity where we walk lockstep, march in sync, Think wisely together Doing the best practices That will benefit fathers Globally, locally In our community We thank you Lord For you are furthering fathering Where fatherhood is elevated Families are, uh, are empowered And communities are transformed By our five core principles Honor, encouragement, accountability Reconciliation and training Each one forming the word heart you lift us up to your heart so we can share your heart with the world, Lord. We ask that you bless Brother Pressbury until we talk again next week in part two. We thank you in the master's name of Jesus the Christ. Amen and amen. Brother, man, love you, man. You can't wait to talk to you love next you week. Back, brother. <laughs> yes, sir. Looking forward to it. Absolutely. Yes, sir. All right. Till next All week. All right. Take care. Take care.